Welcome to another edition of Through My Lens. I'm your host, Karen Jackson. And Through My Lens podcast, leadership podcast, is an opportunity for men and women to discuss and to um, discover strategies for purposeful and powerful living. And we all know that this last year has been a very difficult time for all of us. And we know that the holidays, although it's a wonderful time for us to spend time together, we also know that it is a difficult time for many of us who are dealing with the loss of family, the loss of pets, um, or even the loss of a job or the loss of a relationship Um, and sometimes during the holidays that is when things get a little difficult for us Um, but I always believe in um, sharing success stories and that's what this podcast is all about and sharing success strategies because uh, success is a journey it's not a destination and so sometimes it's about learning from what other people uh, do and their experiences and that's how we're able to make the difference um, not only in our own lives but in the lives of others and so I am really excited this afternoon to be sitting down with two ladies who are definitely movers and shakers and I told them before we came on air that I didn't know when we planned this discussion that it was also going to be Small Business Saturday and so uh, if you know anything about me you know that I am a true advocate of uh, small businesses, small entrepreneurs, uh, small business entrepreneurs, but most of all women entrepreneurs and women leaders and so we're definitely going to give them a time, some time to talk a little bit about how they're making an impact in the world but first I'd like to introduce Mrs. Reverend Minister Daria Dillard Stone. Uh, she is a prayer warrior. She is the founder of uh, Sharing Ministries and uh, she has a lot of stuff going on. I don't know where she gets her energy from, but she'll be able to share some some highlights uh, with us. And then also we have uh, Crystal Corbett, who is here with us, and um, she's on fire too. And uh, I'm just, uh, as I look at what these ladies do and the impact you have, it really is um it touches me and inspires me and it motivates me to to keep moving um despite our challenges that we have um and so we're here today to talk a little bit about the challenges that we've had um and then talk about the victories that we've had too because i'm also about the victory so um mama daria we're going to start with you uh tell us a little bit about who you are and um tell us a little about a little bit about sharing ministries and how that all came about. Thank you, Karen. I am so honored to be here again. It's always fun to talk about the journey, the times where you have to cry, but uh, as as you stated, I am Minister Daria Dillard-Stone, and that is a whole other story for another time, how God just makes you do what he wants you to do, whether you want to do it or not. But my journey actually started as... um, 
an entrepreneur, I didn't know it at the time, was when my husband died. My husband died in 07, August the 8th of 07. We had been married 17 years, 8 months, and 7 days. Love of my life, my Boaz. And when he died in 07, I, I was just in a dark place. I was in a very, very dark place. Uh, I had had death before with my mom, my grandmother, my dad, my two uncles. But uh, to, to, to lose Todd was just a hole in my heart. So I went um, to grief counseling for two years and twice a week because this is what my husband told me with his dying breath. Baby, don't you die with me. He said, please, please tell me you're going to go get help. He said, I mean it. You have a ministry. You need to stop asking folks and looking to forward to folks validating you. God, Jesus has already done that. Uh, stop fighting your ministry. He said, but you got to go get some help. And I'm like, okay, how are you going to be dying telling me how great my life was? And I was very angry. I didn't understand but he was speaking life into me while he was dying. But I, I had never talked about ministry. I never talked about writing a book. Uh, I never talked about people validating me or not. Yeah, sometimes I, I would get intimidated because people would want to know why I'm not at the table because they knew I didn't have a degree, this, that, and the other. But that's just how the world is. And, and, and it, it was, I was scared, but then I had to keep going. So after I was in grief counseling for two years, uh, got out, and just because preparation met opportunity, um, I was able to be part of a project that Jeannie Porter was doing when it came to writing her first book. Uh, she picked out 21 women that God had given her, she said, and I was one of the 21. My chapter in the book called Success Power Our Relationships, that book is just what it says. It is success. Those women had all of us different that we had because of the relationships we had with each other or outside of each other. So my grief, what I thought was the most darkest days of my life, as time progressed, and, and I know the Lord, He was pushing me into places where my name had already been mentioned, but my feet had never been, gotten in those rooms. Uh, my grandmother used to tell me as a child, he, she said, baby, God's going to use you, but he got to cut you down a buttonhole or two. And I, you know, she, I'm like, she always talked in riddles as I got older. That meant that you got to make sure whatever you do, you're doing it for the Lord and not for the people. So I had to learn to stop trying to impress people and only please God. And my whole life changed. So as I'm thinking I'm doing a ministry, uh, sharing ministries came about as just that. Um, one night in 2008, I remember October, just like you hear my voice and I can hear yours, Karen and Crystal, I go, I get up in the middle of the night and, you know, when you're in your own house, you don't have to cut no lights on. I know where everything is. I'm sitting there and I heard the voice say, you need to start a website about all this grief you're going through. So I clicked on the light switch and I'm like, okay, God, that has to be you because I don't have no no knowledge of how to do that. And it's not even, I'm not even interested in a website. And my thing was then, 
Why would I want to start a website and share my grief to strangers? I don't want everybody to know I'm hurting because, see, I'm masking real good. I'm dressing up and I'm going. I'm getting involved. I'm there. Oh, my gosh. But when I had to come home and be in that house by myself, I could hear every clock ticking. I could hear the refrigerator. I, oh, my gosh. It was Silence was loud. Let me just put it that way. Silence was loud. But had I not been into grief counseling, I probably would have been on a whole lot of medication because when you are going through something in your head, your body goes through it too. So it was a lot of different things that I was going through. And so anyway, I asked Dan. Dan Barrett and Marcella Barrett were, are very good friends of mine. Dan has built websites. He's a website designer for the uh, uh, Better Business Bureaus, the Dayton Partnership. He did one for uh, WIC, I believe. He, uh, oh, what's the name of it? Chamber of Commerce. He's worked. He knows about websites. So he's my friend. I met Dan in 85 while I was at the Dayton Urban League. And I went to Dan. I said, Dan, I'm not going to believe this, but the Lord <laughs> spoke to me and told me to start a website so I can talk about my grief. And this is what Dan said. He said back in the chair, we, we met at Panera on Miller Lane. He said, I was wondering what was taking you so long. And I knew then, whatever God told me to do, he had already set it up so I could do it. People All right, Mom, Delia, we're going to stop right there because that is just a perfect place to stop because we're going to transition to Crystal. Okay. And I want Crystal because I think God spoke to her in a similar way, too. And so, Crystal, tell us a little bit about um, who you are and um, a little bit about your story. Um, thank you. Um, it is just an honor, and I, I do truly thank you, Miss Jackson, for always staying on top of me and as far as sharing my story. And also want to thank um, uh, Mother Daria Dunn. That's my baby, yeah. This woman was, like, literally with me when I was pregnant with Cammie at age 16 and being afraid because I was a young mom and she was the one that's like hold your head up and it's so beautiful wow. that we have connected again mm -hmm. and it's still going right back to Cammie. I am Crystal Michelle Corbett. I am a woman of God, a child of God and I am also the mother of Cammie. Cammie being one of my, my oldest child who passed away almost six years ago and that's how my ministry started and that's how I built Cammie Cares. Um, Originally, um, uh, God had told me to share his word. Um, you know, I, I, I was popular in the city of Dayton, but for all the wrong reasons. And um, God was, I had my road of Damascus, if you will, with the Lord in 2010. And at, in 2010, God, go out there on the corner, I'll never forget it, the corner of Gettysburg and Third, with a neon sign and just share my word. And I told God I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. People were going to talk about me, and they were going to talk about me for all the wrong reasons, and God was like, I'm correcting those reasons. I'm correcting them because I need them to see you have always had a big mouth. Now use your big mouth for me and for my glory. And I was afraid. And, and so I, I, I called myself changing God's plan. Like, I'm just going to do it through Facebook. 
And God was like, it's bigger than Facebook. So I tried to do it through Facebook. And then uh, in 2016, when I received that call about my daughter uh, uh, being into some trouble at the hospital and not making it through the night, um, that was my very first time taking advantage of the Facebook Live feature because I got tired of telling the story over and over again. So uh, it was my way of telling everybody. I wanted everybody to be a part of this journey because I felt like everybody knew what I didn't know. And it was really a setup. And it was a setup for, and, and, and the beauty part of, of the Facebook um, live feature, the beautiful part of having Facebook is I can reach anybody at any time. And what God was showing me was, I'm going to use my Holy Spirit to move amongst this whole world because I don't know who's watching me and I don't know who can hear my voice. But when they hear what it is you have to say, I'm still going to be the one that gets the glory. Mm -hmm. And so I don't care. He didn't care that I named it Cammy Cares. He didn't care about that. Because at the end of the day, when you do see Cammy Cares or you do see me, then you should automatically think of what it is that the Lord has done for me and want to be a part of that journey. And so um, we just started reaching out to the community I wanted to see change and I wanted people to who knew me back in the days to realize God use who he wanted you so and as long as you're um, open and willing that's that is obedience being willing to do with the way, the way the father wants to do it and how he wants to do it and how he uses us to do it and that is part that is the relationship is being willing because God doesn't make us do anything, but he will set the table. He says he prepares the table in the presence of our enemies. So he will set the table. But the thing is, is do you want to eat? Do you want to eat or do you just want to do a drive-through, pick up your food and try to go? You know, so I like to sit down at the table and I would mm -hmm. like to know and I would like other people to know. doesn't matter what it is that you've gone through. The fact that you are still here today on this November 27, 2021 with the breath of life, mm -hmm. you got something to do. You have something to do. So um, that's exactly what Kenny Cares is. And that's what we do. We encourage. We're building. We have a couple of houses that we're going to open. And... Um, uh, for our Kemi Care Cottage, okay. and um, wow. that will be uh, uh, for emergency housing, mm -hmm. you know, and, it, and it's free. Mm -hmm. It's not about, a, you know, it, it's our opportunity to be able to give back because there are felons who can't move, such as myself, who can't move in certain areas because of our record. No matter how many years it's been, it's been 11 years, November 20th made 11 years I was convicted of a felony. And I still, be, and even though I'm a different person, and, and even though, you know, that's part of my past and it was 11 years ago, I still can't move in this community. Mm. So, okay, okay, fine, I can't move in that community. But, you know what I'm saying, I want to make it, I don't want to make it so hard for people to not be able to, you know, live somewhere nice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly what, and God is, he's giving me everything through the community. Everything in these Kemi Care properties have been donated and given to us. The roof that's on that we just put and paid for for our, our main house, that came from the community. So it belongs to everybody, you know what I mean? And so everybody, you know, and generally you see people really truly do want to give. They just want to make sure that what they're giving and sowing into is really doing something, you know, for the greater cause and not out of greed or someone fattening up their pockets. But we do care. And that tornado that uh, uh, Dayton experienced, you know, that, that showed us a lot that we, we really can do it together. Because that's what that's how we are. We're able to to work it together. 
Powerful, powerful. As I said, you guys are doing some things, and um, I am just in awe of your stories. And so this is just a little highlight. We're going to continue this conversation. Um, but I want to um, have an opportunity to ask before we wrap up this segment is one thing that I heard you guys talk about is how you're being used. And so what would you say to someone who is experiencing um, grief, loss, loss of a job, loss of anything, and they're just wondering, how, how is this going to help? How is this going to, how can I use this situation to be better? to be the person God has called me to be. What piece of advice would you leave our audience for that? And either one of you can start. Um, Keep going. Whatever you do, with tears in your eyes, a heavy heart, get up every day, shower, wash, even if you don't wash up, brush your teeth, keep going, get dressed, just be present. And you'll find what really helped me was journaling. I journaled, and when I look back, I'm on my 26th journal. I started journaling religiously, I mean, with intentionality when my husband died in 07. Molly uh, Wallace, I never will forget, I called her one night about, well, one morning, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't even, I would call people. You know how people say, you can call me, I'll be there for you. Well, I tested that. And I'm telling you, everybody I called, nobody hung up on me. And so Molly finally told me, she said, I can't be woken awake every night, you know, so why don't you journal that way when you, you can't talk to somebody, you can just get it out of you. Get it out of you. Whatever you do, I mean, but don't take it out on people, but get it out of you. It's like a spiritual laxative. God had to to give me that, that, that laxative because he knew I would tell it. I'm, I'm telling it now. It was hard. I don't care how strong, sanctified, set apart, scriptured up you are. Death and grief is divorce, uh, hurt. It's just hard. It's hard. But you keep going. So if you're going through hell, keep going. And journaling helped me. Journaling helped me a lot because now when I look back those 14 years ago, I'm telling you, I read what I wrote and I don't know that girl. Wow. That's where I was? I'm talking like that. Uh, it's, it's ugly. But in my journal, in your journal, you can say it the way you want to. You ain't got to worry about grammar. You ain't got to worry about... Some of the pages were, were, were all blotted out from tears. I'm writing and crying. But my journals became my release. And, of course, I kept going. I, I go to church. I pray. I'm a prayer warrior. I get on calls. But just show up every day, and you'd be surprised. Uh, you look back five years have passed. Five months, even. But you've got to keep going. you got to keep going. Crystal, what you think? Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to piggyback on what you were saying as far as keep going, going through the storm um, and not staying stagnant. Because the longer you stay stagnant, the longer it's going to fester. And I just made a Facebook post about that, how I allowed some wounds to stay open because I was afraid that if they healed, then uh, I would, you know, get... Uh, I would get another wound or I'd get another cut, but it was somebody who made a, a post and uh, 
who made a comment on that post that said, yeah, but you leaving that wound open will cause an infection. Mm. Jesus. He said an mm. infection. So, um, and, and he was right. And so uh, I, I would advise you, I would advise anyone to continue to build that relationship with God. And I know people are always saying, well, he's not here. No, he is. He's right here. He said, I'm going to get you through the storm. I'm going to get you through the furnace. He's letting you know you're going to go through some waters. He's letting you know you're going to go through some troubled waters. You're going to get to some hot furnaces. But he's saying, I'm going to get you through those things. So going through means there is another side. So continue to push forward and continue to go through. And we know he causes all things to work together for good. That means that there's some bad. There's some grief. There's some hurt. There's some pain. And as Miss uh, Mother Dillard uh, uh, Stone just said, say it. Tell God how you feel. Yeah. Get it out of you. I hurt. I hurt that my daughter's not here. I hurt that my mother's not here. I hurt that I'm going through a divorce. I hurt that, that you're hurting me or I hurt that this is hurting me. You know, right. say it. Get it out of you. And, and God will send the comforter as he always does because he's going to be uh, faithful to his word because he can't go back on that. So that's all I have is his word. And I will tell him his word just like I'll tell you his word. And the word does work because there's power in the word itself. Right, right, right. So that's what's going get you through the late night that's what's going to get you through you know the next phase but the thing is at the end of the day are you willing to go through i've not seen not one person lay down in water i've not seen that one person lay down in fire without screaming mm -hmm. without hollering get it out and as my sister i'll end it with this as my sister always said do one more after the screen take one more step after you scream because you don't know what November 28, 2021 brings. And serve people. See, when you just took your mind off your problem and you're telling somebody else to help them, serving other people, you'd be surprised you can be a wounded healer. And I learned that from my pastor. It, it's the oxymoron. A wounded healer? And as I'm talking to him, he gave me a book, and it was titled The Wounded Healer. And I read through that book. And that's what I was at that time. Wow. No matter what, Paul, like Paul was writing to Timothy about you keep going. I'm in this prison cell. Knowing my life is about to come to an end. Paul didn't sit there in that prison cell and go, oh, woe is me. I'm getting ready to die. No, Timothy and the rest of the younger ministers needed help on how to run the church once Paul was gone. So even though Paul was hurt, he embraced that. He, I mean, you've got to embrace that pain. You know, you don't go out to do it. When, you, when we look back, me and Crystal can say, and can you too? Absolutely. I had to embrace that pain. Yeah. I had to put my arms around it and say, okay, you, this is what it is. Apparently, God going to get me through this because yeah. I can't. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm all empty, so take me. And you become his vessel. Yeah. This is awesome, and I hate that we have to just cut off this little small segment, but if you guys have enjoyed this conversation, which I have, thank you very much, then they want to continue to follow us on Facebook, and we will be able to share all of the information that you will need to stay in touch with this special series, Healing from the Inside Out. I'm your host, Karen Jackson, through my lens. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you next time.